0: On this episode, you will learn how to plan your 2023 business goals. We'll break down what a fractional CFO does, why revenue goals are useless, and how to break down your business goals from the bottom up. As always, if this episode helped you or brings you value in any way, please do me a favor, tag me and share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle. A podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business tax and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business disclaimer the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only this is not advice for your specific situation please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Pat Darby. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us on Build Your Wealth Muscle. If this is your first time listening... We basically have two show formats. The first one would be like today, it's a solo episode where I can go really deep into specific topics about taxes, finance, business planning, things like that, and try to give you the step-by-step directions on what to do. The second type of of episode is where we bring on a colleague of yours, a fellow fitness coach, or someone who is supporting your industry either with an app technology or their own expertise in sales, marketing, business, et cetera. Uh, but today, like I said in the beginning, and obviously you clicked on the episode, today's a solo. And I want to get into what you should be looking at as how you can set your goals for the year and and how you can actually walk back through the way to do that in terms of like what your goals are personally, and then walk back through what you need your business to do to support those goals so this is fresh off of finishing up most of my uh annual board meetings with clients where this is what we do we do the strategic planning through for 2023 and we set all these metrics which then get a corresponding kpi which is a key performance indicator that we can track so just like you're used to doing for your fitness clients you have to measure things to see if it's improving and so we want to do the same with the business but the first part of that is the goal setting. Now, I harp on this a lot, but and I don't know if I articulated it as well as I could, but one of the reasons that I'm adamant on what my firm does in terms of helping clients through multiple steps of the the process of money, meaning I don't have my visual aid that I have on like my social media, but basically money flows into for most of us as as entrepreneurs The way money flows into our lives is a client gives money to your business. You pay all your subsequent expenses and then you're left with a profit. Oh, sorry. All the subsequent business expenses. Then you're left with your business profit. And from there, that basically gets split into two, into two categories. One goes to the IRS and the rest goes to you as the owner. Now, once the money hits you as the owner, it basically splits off two different directions again. It's all of your living expenses, is one direction, and then the rest is what you invest in. So, like all of your personal assets. And again, I don't, I'm very agnostic as to what you actually invest in, but that's basically the flow of money from the money hitting your business to spitting out your profit. Then, obviously, there's some some work that needs to be done to minimize what you pay the IRS. And then the rest goes to you, the owner. And then hopefully you're using it for both your personal life and your investing, your personal investing life. Um, and hopefully you're actually doing the investing part, not just using all of it for personal expenses that are not asset building. But the reason I, I harp on that is because I found the challenge that a lot of people face as entrepreneurs is, you go out and hire a financial advisor and maybe they work for one of the big firms and I'm not knocking people who do financial planning work, but they, one, they may not work exclusively with business owners. So there's a lot of things like we talk about in other episodes that are unique problems for entrepreneurs that other financial planners may not have the experience in. And that goes both ways because there's things that, I don't run into on a daily basis that my colleagues, uh, there's a colleague of mine that all he does is specialize in Google employees. So he runs into things that I don't run into because of the details of the way their stock options work and things like that. So inside of the world of finance, there's a lot of subcategories of specialty, just like there is in fitness where someone could specialize in younger demographic, one gender versus the other. And uh, yes, I'm saying there's only two Um, or like an age category, whatever it is, there's specific categories that you can um, specialize in. So the reason I think the challenge people run into is if you hire a quote unquote normal financial advisor or financial planner, I'll use those terms interchangeably. But if you go out and hire a quote unquote normal financial planner, they might give you a great plan. But the problem sometimes could be on implementation. For example, you might sit down with them and they say, you should open up a, a solo 401k in your business and max it out. So you're like, okay, well, how do I do that? Because maybe where you're sitting today, the business isn't doing that. So what does that actually mean for the business for you to start maxing that out? And then potentially you have to take that and now go to your accountant and translate the plan to them. Say this is what they want me to do, and then there might be con—I con- would say—conflicts because I do butt head sometimes with people's accountants because they're they're more old school in that they're looking at this particular year. They're not projecting out years to come when it comes to tax planning. Um, but that's that's just personality types. Just a lot of phenomenal accountants that I love to work, but some I butt heads with. And quite frankly, I have the confidence to do that because I've been doing this long enough that I know the strategies I'm recommending. There's a solid reason for doing it. Not just trying to give the client the best possible deductions this year, when in my opinion, it's going to hurt them in in the near future. But that's aside the point. But my point that I'm trying to make is that that becomes your job as the entrepreneur to take... The recommendation from your financial planner bring it to your accountant bring it to anyone that's helping you inside of the business maybe you have a cfo as well and you have to translate that you don't have someone quarterbacking those processes where they say okay we're going to maximize your your solo 401k and then work back up that that chain what we talked about in the beginning of where it usually ends with your personal financial assets. We work our way back up into the business to see what the profit needs to be, what the expenses and revenue need to be. But working back through that, I think that's really helpful cuz otherwise people get half of the the solution to the problem, then they need to go translate it or quarterback it themselves, which can be difficult if this isn't quote unquote your primary language like the accounting world, the tax world, the the financial planning world. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have a job if everyone spoke that language. So I'm not knocking it. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that my background is not in finance. I didn't go to school for this. I was a biochemistry major. So when I ran a business right after college as a, as like my side hustle, I made a lot of these mistakes. These were the confusing things in my world where I'd be getting advice from my financial advisor, and i didn't know what to do with it when it came to my business nor did i actually most of the strategies i talked about i didn't know they existed so i was also not asking the right questions because i didn't even know to ask about solo 401ks because i didn't know they existed so that's part of the the problem that i see with young entrepreneurs meaning young in business not in age um actually it's not even really about business i should say because Just if you don't have the the expertise to know what questions to ask, it's helpful to have someone go be able to help you quarterback through the process. Now, I'm not saying they should do everything because like anyone who knows about my practice, I outsource a lot of things like the bookkeeping, actually the tax filing, which is also why, like I said, we butt heads with accountants sometimes because I don't replace your account. If you have one that you love, that's cool. Like we're not trying to replace them. We'll do the tax advisory work. We'll do the tax strategy. And we'll bring that to them and say, this is what we're trying to do. Get on the same page as us so we're all rowing in the same direction. We're all covering each other's blind spots. But so today, I'm going to run you through a hypothetical goal planning session that you can have by yourself or with your accounting team, your financial planner, your tax advisor, whoever. I mean, hopefully you have a CFO like it. And I'll hopefully this podcast will help me fill in the blanks of some of the things I do in my social media where I talk about fractional CFO work. This is where it all sort of blends together with fact, fractional CFO work. So I know everyone's priorities are different, and I'm not. This is just a hypothetical that, again, I, I want to emphasize that when you talk about investing, I'm a big advocate on investing in your education learning more about your craft learning sales learning marketing and anyone listening knows I am not I don't I don't give out sales and marketing advice that's not my expertise I stay in my lane of, of numbers tax etc. Um, so I'm going to run you through a scenario as if you're using a lot of the financial planning retirement tools and things like that. obviously your 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 goals can be different. I just want to give you a hypothetical that's sort of in my world. so for 2023, I'm recording this the the last week of December of 2022. So hopefully you're seeing... Maybe you're listening to these these as soon as they come out. So you'll be getting a a jump start. Or maybe you're already on vacation and you're going to be able to tackle this first thing in January. But for 2023, if you wanted to maximize a solo 401k, you can do $66,000. Now, that's really broken into two categories. And I'm not going to harp on that. But I just want you to understand that's the employee side, which is basically part of your paycheck. And that's 22,500. Then there's the after-tax employee contribution side, which essentially gives you another 43,500. For the two combined are 66,000. If you wanted to do a Roth IRA and and maximize it, the the limit is $6,500. And then if you wanted to maximize an HSA, that limit next year, 2023, is $3,850. So all three of those combined are $76,350 annually. Or if you break those down monthly, if you want to do monthly contributions, it's just over $6,300. So I'm going to call it 6500 Just for the simplicity of the math going forward, I don't want to be saying 6300 hundred dollars and stuff like that. So I want the mental math to be as, as crisp as possible for you. So again, if you wanted to maximize all these retirement vehicles that allow your money to grow tax free, and we're also gonna take the taxes out of it because hypothetically, let's say you're doing this on the Roth side. So all this money is you're gonna pay the tax today and then it's gonna grow tax free. Now, that's not going to be applicable for everyone. and Later in this conversation, I'm going to talk about the tax side of it. Now, that's that's going to be very hypothetical because every person is going to do different tax planning based on your goals. So I want this to be very clear. This is, this is hypothetical. This is not advice. This is educational only. So that being said, if you wanted to maximize all these retirement accounts, and again, I really can't emphasize enough, I'm not... Recommending this, and and if you'd like to invest in the growth of your business more, more so, that's cool. This is just one example of what someone might be sitting down saying, "I want to make sure I cover all of my retirement assets, then do other things." And I'll show you how we can add all those to to the equation. So we've come up with six thousand five hundred dollars on a monthly basis. Again, that that that's filling up every bucket: the four hundred one k, the Roth IRA. And then the hsa just just over six seventy six thousand dollars per person so if you're married doing this just double everything but i run i'm running this scenario for single individuals just because i didn't want all the numbers to i don't want to throw double the amount of numbers at you but just know that you can apply this to a couple as well so we're saying sixty five hundred dollars covers all the retirement benefits maximizing them on a monthly basis. Now let's say your your goal is on an annualized basis to buy one property a year, one, one investment property per year. Let's just hypothetically say that that's a $60,000 down payment that is required each year. So it's another $5,000 per month that you need to make sure you're allocating to a savings vehicle, uh, like a savings account or CDs, whatever whatever your strategy is there. Um, so now we're at just over, we're at about $11,500 per month that we've decided our goals that we need to have in terms of profit. So again, we're just on the, all those investment goals. We know we need to be at $11,500 per month. Now we're talking, let's get into lifestyle. What you need to live your life in terms of paying your bills, putting kids through school, if that's applicable to you, um, travel, enjoying your life. Uh, we'll make that $10,000 a month, just a nice round number. Obviously, these numbers going to vary for everybody. So, just on those two alone, all of your investment goals with the real estate and the retirement accounts and your lifestyle were at just over $21,000 that you need in profit. Now, it doesn't stop there because if you're making $21,000 of profit, Those are all after-tax dollars that we're essentially allocating for. So we need to increase the profit by the fact that you need to pay taxes now. So just keeping the math simple, let's just say you're paying about a third in taxes. That's going to be higher for a lot of people. And this is also, I want to use a round number of a third, um, but you're going to do your own tax planning to try to bring that number down. But in that scenario, if we're taking about a third, we have to increase the profit by a third, that adds another $12,000 a a month that we're going to allocate towards taxes in this scenario. So we had $11,500 for all your retirement and real estate goals, $10,000 a month for your living expenses and travel and all all the things that you want to do, like your wants and needs. And then we're allocating $12,000 a month for taxes. So, that brings your profit necessity to $3,500 on a monthly basis. So, let's say for most people listening to this, if you know we're trying to maintain fairly high profit margins and, and you have the ability to do so, so let's peg those profit margins at 65%. Now, again, if you I recommend you use like a program like QuickBooks as you get more sophisticated with tracking these things. But if you're doing it off of a spreadsheet you can do that too but you can take a look at what your revenue is what your expenses are and see what that profit margin is now for just as a quick side note if you are when i say 65 percent margins if you're listening to this and you're an s corp for the simplicity of the math i'm i'm adding your salary and your distributions together like basically saying what would the profit of the business be If your salary was part of it, just to keep all this simple from a goal plan, because then you're going to extract all that information out. And again, this is part of where I'm sort of deviating and I didn't mean to, but this is an example of why translating the plan to the tax advisors and all these other people could be a challenge because if you sit down and say, Oh, I need a 33, I need a profit of $33,500. Then what does that mean for, my S corp, you know, like now you got to go and potentially translate that to someone versus having a collaborative environment with your CFO and your tax advisor. And potentially those same, a lot of times practical CFOs are tax experts and they offer the tax advisory, not everyone, but a lot of times they do. Um, And that's the reason why, because as you're going and building these plans, taxes are a huge part of it. As you can see from this hypothetical, it's, about a third of our monthly profit we're allocating towards taxes. So that being said, that's the hypothetical that we have so far. Just a quick recap, we're saying the profit needs to be $3,500 a month to cover our investing goals, our lifestyle goals, and our tax requirement. And for averages, let's say you're running at a 65% profit margin, that would translate to needing approximately, if you're running at a, again, if you're running at a sixty-five percent profit margin to get thirty-three thousand five hundred dollars, your monthly revenue has to be approximately fifty-two thousand dollars a month. So just under six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars on an annualized basis. Again, I'm using hypotheticals here. This is going to vary for everybody. But now we just walked back. Because sometimes you might sit down and say to your financial planner or your accountant or whatever, you might stand up like, my goal, I made 400000 last year. This year, I want to make 500000 Cool. But in that hypothetical, you didn't even hit, you won't hit your goals. Because you might, it might sound like a lot because you're like, oh, wow. Instead of go, going from uh, like 30, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Like you would go from making sorry don't it just like under $35,000 like $32,000 a month to then saying well if i just made $42,000 a month that'd be great but in this hypothetical it wouldn't hit your goals. So now you're really running a very realistic strategic plan versus just throwing a random revenue number out because we just built the revenue numbers Now this is where the real work begins because we say, all right, $52,000 is my revenue goal. Now this is sort of where a lot, at least for my business, this is where the the fractional CFO is a little bit, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Less helpful or maybe this is not their area because the people who generate your revenue, that's likely a business coach or a marketing coach and or both, that's where they really come into play here. Because if you're only making $40,000 a month in revenue, your fractional CFO, that's not really their lane to say, well, what do you need to do? They can help you with, in conjunction, that's why with my clients in their annual board meeting, I encourage them to invite anyone who's on their marketing team, anyone who's on their sales team, if they have a business coach, any of those people. Because this is where we, we go from, okay, now we have all the goals, all the personal goals, we know what the business needs to do. How do we get it to do it? Now we're building the action plan to get you to $52,000. And again, the fractional CFO, this isn't necessarily their lane. Everything that we talked about, they're building some KPIs for it. But some things that you would want to consider is like, okay, well, what if at 40, what, what if you're already at 40,000 a month and your one on one work is completely saturated or very close to it? So in your scenario, you'd be like, well, I can't get to $52,000 a month by myself. I need to bring on another team member. So now the fractional CFO is back in the game because you just said, all right, well, I need to hire a junior coach. What's that going to cost? When can I afford to do it? So now that's something that we're putting on the, the uh, putting into the financials as a projection, because you can't just say, well, I need to make another ten thousand dollars a month of revenue because that might not be that won't necessarily translate into an extra ten thousand dollars of profit because to get that ten thousand in theory is going to cost you something. It might cost you an additional if if you are out of capacity, it might cost you the salary of a new team member or the a ten ninety nine contractor, or if you're moving away from the one on one work, maybe it's courses that you're offering or group training, maybe there's some marketing expense that's going to drive that $10,000. So as we're adding things that will increase the revenue, you're double checking with, well, what's the, what have I done to my profit margins? Because you might do everything you need to do to get yourself revenue wise to let's say, let's hypothetically say you were at 40,000 a month or even at 30,000, it doesn't matter. Let's say you, you add everything together and you're like, oh, if I get this many new clients and this many new people in the group program, and if I sell this many courses, boom, I just raised it up to 52000 That should work, right? Well, now you have to go back and say, well, what did that cost you? What was our marketing expense? What does our new team cost? Did we maintain that margin or did it actually go up? Like, How much did that cost us? Because we might run all the math and say, well, okay, that, we lost our margin there. Like now we're down to 55% margins. Again, I'm just using hypotheticals because everyone's going to be slightly different. But in that scenario, because we're focused on where that we need to be from a profit perspective, because we know what kind of profit needs to come out of the business, what kind of cash is coming out of the business, we might end up saying, well, to get to 52,000, we actually need to be... Or I, should, I shouldn't focus on the revenue. I should go back to the profit at this point. Because we might get to 52,000 and realize that because of the expenses we incurred, the profit is still only at 25000 on a monthly basis. So now we have to readjust things and say, well, to get to 33000 because of these added expenses in advertising, in marketing, and hiring team members, now maybe hypothetically, because of where we are profit margin-wise, now we need to go to... Let me just do the math so I don't... Let's say, hypothetically, it costs us from going from a 65% margin to 60. Now we need to basically bring our revenue from 52000 up to about $56,000 a month. So that's the sort of action plan that you start putting together. And working with the people who are experts in helping you drive the revenue and bring in new clients and retain the clients. And that's not really this fractional CFO that's going to be sitting there helping you fix... Your client retention problem, or getting people to stay four months instead of three, or six months instead of three—whatever it is—that's really going to be your business coach, your marketing coach. But you want the fractional CFO involved in that conversation because we can help them help you with the timing and help with the KPI building on figuring out. Okay, we've we've determined that now we need to be at a fifty-six thousand dollar revenue goal on a monthly basis. Um, so this is the profit margin we're, we're targeting. These are the expenses that we're forecasting. And then start putting those as KPIs that you're tracking all year. And that's where the fractional CFO helps you stay on pace, because they're recognizing all these all these goals that you have and also helping you build the plan with the people who are going to actually drive the revenue. But they're actually monitoring, like you do with your fitness clients, the monitoring the progress and the way I do with my clients, we're meeting quarterly to see how we are with the progress and what we need to change and reviewing all the strategic goals for out, throughout the rest of the year. And then again, the, the big elephant in the room is as you're at the end of this process, the biggest expense that we talked about was the tax planning. So again, this is where we come back in and say, oh, well, this is now we have a pretty good idea of where you're going to be profit-wise. Let's reevaluate the tax strategy because the best thing you can do more or less is if if they go and find all the ways to generate the revenue as well as keep your profit margins healthy the biggest expense that you expose them to is taxes so if you come up with tax strategies uh with your tax advisor then you can even get closer to your goals faster and that's where you sort of switch some of the retirement planning things and, and stuff like that um So hopefully this is helpful. Um, again, as a brief recap, one of the reasons that I I think this is so vital is because it gives you an example of how you can set your goals, not based on revenue, because that's not a helpful metric for most business owners, because it's really based on your profit and what's your goals. So if your goal is to spend more time with family, we're increasing the profit because we know the cash that needs to leave the business. If you have debt, Same thing. We're increasing the cash flow that is available to pay that debt. But you're working from the bottom line of the business back up to the revenue, which is the top line of the business. And oftentimes that bottom line of the business is what your financial advisor, your financial planner is advising you on. But they can't help you necessarily if if all they do, if they're at the big firms, they're saying, I need you to put. You know, going back to the example we said in the beginning, if they they say max out your 401k, max out your Roth, max out your HSA, I need you to come up with sixty five hundred dollars a month. You might go back to your QuickBooks and see that you have twenty thousand dollars a month of profit and be like, oh, I can do that. Not realizing that when you really look at the cash flow of the business, you're like, oh well, ten thousands go into my personal life and you know hypothetically ten thousand dollars or eight thousand dollars is going to taxes and that's almost all of it you know if we said 20 in those not in hypothetical if we say eight thousand is going to taxes you have two thousand left so coming up with the other four is not going to be easy and that might not be where they can help you so i think it's really valuable to be able to marry those two together but if you want to sit down with yourself or your team and map out your 2023 goals. This is the type of this is the type of process that you should be thinking about. Start with what you want for your personal life. You want to buy some real estate. Maybe you want to have extra cash flow for hiring a mentor. Whatever you and obviously if there're things that you're hiring or achieving to do like hiring people or um, going to mentorship programs, all those things that are legitimate business expenses that actually makes your life a little easier because you're not increasing the tax side because there are expenses that in theory will be spent in that calendar year of 2023. So you're increasing what you need to be able to spend. So you're increasing your revenue, but you're putting it right back into the business. So it's, it's not generating taxable profit. And I don't, I hope I didn't make that a confusing difference, <clears throat> but Um, those are the types of things you want to figure out what your goals are. Again, it could be $20,000 a month that you want to put towards real estate. It could be increasing your lifestyle from 10,000 a month to 20,000 a month. It could, it could be anything, but you want to start at the bottom, seeing what your profit needs to be and what cash of that profit is leaving the business and then move backwards up to see what your expenses need to be, what your revenue needs to be. And how you can actually support those revenue and expense goals like what those details will be and then uh i think it'll make it a lot easier versus sitting down and just saying i want to do five hundred thousand dollars next year not knowing if that'll even hit your goals because everything else will change there's going to be expenses that might like you might be at a at capacity at three hundred thousand, so getting to 500 yeah that'd be cool but Adding that $200,000 of revenue wouldn't be $200,000 of profit in your scenario. So if you were assuming that it was, that will mess up the rest of your your goal planning because you realize, well, my am capacity at $300,000. So I'm going to incur employment costs or marketing costs, whatever it is, to get that extra two hundred. dollars So I hope this is helpful. Uh, it's probably one of my shorter episodes, which... This is actually about the time I usually aim for. I try not to go a full hour on these solos. And a lot of times I do. But again, I hope this is helpful. If this is helpful or you have questions about it, um, DM me, reach out to me. I I really enjoy helping you guys with this stuff. Um, And that's one of the reasons that in my business, we hit the three phases. It's the financial planning where we do all this goal setting, like all financial planners do. Well, most, not all most financial planners do it's the tax advisory work. Cause that's, that sits in the middle of your personal financial planning goals and your business profits, and then working one step further back into the business where we do all the fractional CFO work, where we're doing this type of work on an annualized basis, like throughout the year, we're doing it once to get the big goals. And then we're, we're zooming in throughout the, throughout the year quarterly. Um, again, Maybe some people do it differently, but I find this to be extremely valuable having someone quarterback you through the different phases. And then my team supports me and you along the way, you know, covering each other's blind spots. But if this is helpful, DM me. I'm pretty active on Instagram more than TikTok. Um, and as I'm recording this, I think that they're trying to get TikTok banned. Um, but my Instagram is at the Pat Darby, same on TikTok. Uh, DM me there. I don't have that big of a following as I'm recording this. So it's pretty easy for me to reply to DMs. So if you're catching this live this week, have an awesome New Year's. Or if you're catching this first thing next year, hope you had an awesome New Year's. And hopefully this episode helps you set your 2023 goals. All right, guys. Have a great day and a Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle.